2: hey Brendel, steve here and Larson, and welcome back to going in raw the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash steven larson and available where our podcast can be found if you're a fan of going in raw take one moment and hit that like button if you're watching us on youtube if you're listening to us in the audio realm leave us a rating review or comment really does help the show quite a bit and, uh, of course, we're on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. We have a variety of reward tiers. We've got a bunch of bonus content. we got some new stuff coming up. But more importantly, this is Matt Chat. Yeah. This is where we get our Matt Chat questions from the Patreon. We reach out to our $20 a month and up patrons, the the premier Patreon tier right there. And uh, we ask them for some video questions and uh, maybe some text questions. Got a little bit of
3: both today. We do. We do. What's kicking it off, Larson? Uh, Christopher Rampasad has a question. Let's answer it. Okay.
1: Happy New Year, Stephen Larson. So my question is about Raw SmackDown. Um, my problem is I feel like we've been seeing the same people. I feel like there's nothing new coming to it. I feel like when they try something new, it falls flat when they have no confidence in it. And I feel like creatively, it's been flat and not motivated. Like when I'm watching Raw SmackDown, it's not fun or energizing. <laughs> I want to know what they do and are they going to fix this problem or Vince is just going to be Vince. Because I feel like I'm wasting time watching Ron and SmackDown at this point. All right, Steven Larson. Happy New Year. Excited for 2020 for you guys. Thank you,
2: Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Will WWE fix their problems?
3: Probably not anytime soon. Well, let's say... Maybe we should suggest this to Christopher. If you're not happy watching WWE's product, let me take a break. I feel like Chris,
2: yeah, Christopher's on, he's on here every single week. I wonder if he's one of those who are like, I'm not really into the wrestling these days, but I'm really into the friend And so maybe he keeps up just to keep up with us. That
3: could be. That's pure speculation yeah, on my no, part. No, no, no. But I mean, like, if, 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 if wrestling isn't bringing you happiness, if you're not entertained by it, you know, I, I don't feel beholden to. Maybe
2: he'd like Impact or just NWA or NXT. I understand that a lot of people are, they, they, they some people can t- sometimes tend to be completionists. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, man, you know, if something cool does happen, I don't want to miss it. Because that's the thing about WWE, at any time, at any given time, something cool can happen. Could happen. Could. I'll be honest with you. I kind of feel like, for the most part, the problems that exist within WWE creatively, they do exist. I kind of feel like they're a bit on the overblown side, though. I mean, week to week... There was a whole stretch of time when SmackDown was a perfectly enjoyable show yeah. that was actually a lot of fun to watch. These days, uh, SmackDown's kind of a chore to watch. Uh, but Raw, on the other hand, has quite a few cool things going for it. Uh, just this past week, we had a really terrific Alistair Black-Buddy Murphy match. Uh, I thought the stuff with Samoa Joe and Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens was really, really good. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I think with WWE, it's more a matter of Man, there's a lot of potential there that as good as it sometimes can be, it should be and it could be so much better. Yeah. There could be cool stuff happening every single week with that amazing roster of talent they have. Um, so if you want to say, you know, the 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 lack of taking advantage of all that talent is one of their biggest problems, I would agree. I think that comes from a lack of long-term vision. Will that ever be fixed? I personally think that until Vince McMahon is no longer the end-all be-all for their creative, he's the guy who everything goes through him and it doesn't make the air unless he gives it his stamp of approval or unless he's rewritten an entire script moments before they go live. Until that changes, no, there it, it, nothing will be fixed, nothing at all. And then you can expand on that because your your answer is correct. Also,
3: all right. Uh, first, to address something you said, yeah, I don't know if the problems were necessarily overblown. I think you know. I think people who, who have qualms about the product have every right to have qualms about the product. Because as you said, yes, there's good. There's always good on Raw, SmackDown, whatever. Uh, the problem isn't that there's some good. The problem is that it's not consistently good. Raw will have a really good episode. you are like, oh, hey, they turned the corner. Week or two later, wow. Like, who the hell wrote this garbage? Yeah. Uh, right now, SmackDown is just like, they're consistent, consistently mediocre. Yeah. There, there's, there's, there's no urgency on the show. I feel no urgency as if you were to watch the show, which is a bummer. Maybe this is partly the source of Christopher's angst. It's not so much that the shows are bad all the time. If I didn't do this for a living, I wouldn't feel the need to watch uh, everything on a weekly basis. Because I'm, I, do, I feel like for, more often than not, if I miss the episode, I'm not missing much. Yeah, I might miss a couple good matches. Well, it's good matches every week on TV. From a storyline perspective, it's not must-watch TV at this point because you can miss well, a week.
2: SmackDown definitely. Yeah,
3: is. you miss a week between them, recapping stuff incessantly, and with the story beats that generally happen not being terribly impactful, you don't really miss much by missing an episode.
2: I feel like with, I feel like that's definitely the case with SmackDown, just for my own personal predilections. I actually kind of enjoy a lot of what's going on with Raw. I feel like Raw is still – it's so funny because we had this question in the past before SmackDown and moved to Fox. Is SmackDown going to be the A show? And we felt like that first week, man, they're really stacking this pretty big time. It's not even close. If you look at the disparity between the rosters, they have Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, and then they've got good talent. But all you see is Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. And everybody else just seems to be buried. Um, and when I say buried, I mean that in the loosest of terms. You know, I mean, it's buried just, as we
3: define it. I mean, buried as in they're not They're not, they're not doing
2: anything important with anybody. Um, over on Raw, I feel like they give a spotlight. I mean, off the top of my head, you know, you, you, Becky Lynch is great. Asuka's there. She's great. You got uh, uh, but, Buddy Murphy and Aleister Black. They're doing really good work. Rey Mysterio consistently does good work. Owens, Rollins. Uh, Samoa Joe is there now. Um, Raw actually has a really good roster that they typically Mm -hmm. do a relatively good job of featuring some names there.
3: They do, but again, consistency I still feel like is a problem.
2: That could change at any moment, by the way. Like that could change it. Could that could they all those names that I just mentioned doing cool stuff? Any one of them, they could be missing next week. You yeah, know like yeah, they could it yeah. could all just drop off a I know, cliff I know
3: and it'll be like this is such a short and, and despite the fact that is a big problem that there's a huge problem and despite the fact there is some good uh, and Twain uh, like how many real transcendent moments have we had in, in WB the last year on main rosters Kofi winning the title uh, uh, Oh, I think a lot of the Becky Ronda stuff was really good. Yeah, I feel like the best stuff of that was more towards the tail end of 2018, as opposed to this year, because the the when they tr- the 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 road of Becky getting to Mania was was muddled with all sorts of McMahon interference that was needless. Um, there was you can say the backstage brawl between Ronda Becky yeah, and Charlotte awesome. was really good. Kofi won the title. That was ama- those were amazing moments, and him actually winning was amazing. There's been a lot of good stuff, but if, as wrestling fans. W- You know, I I, I'll get to this more in a second. I personally give Vince a lot of crap for just booking moments, as opposed to booking stories, and they go hand in hand. You can't have you know if you want a really well told story, you need those moments where you where you it's transcendent, you mark out if you will. You need those moments in wrestling, but without the story tied to those moments, those moments. Yeah, and the moment seemed great, but long-term, you're like, eh, okay. That's why Kofi's build and, and win at WrestleMania was, felt so great and cathartic and amazing is because there was a story that built up to that. Yeah. Anyways, I'm getting off track here. Uh, will that baby fix their problems? So long as they keep making money, no. That's entirely tertiary. That's like a third priority for them. Um, that being said, if a TV deal was jeopardized, if sponsorships were jeopardized, if advertisers were jeopardized because of dropping ratings, whatever the problem may be, then they might finally go around to addressing it. Until money is taken out of their wallets, I honestly don't think they really care.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that I think that here. Okay, here's my counter to that. If they were losing all sorts of money, if they if the, the sponsors started, started pulling out, I don't I don't think that I don't know that Vince McMahon would ever take a look in the mirror and say my creative is what's wrong
1: here well it'd be a situation they would where throw
2: money i'm sorry just let me get this in real quick they would throw money at a million different things to continually pop ratings moment to moment before he ever addressed the long no and
3: i, I, don't, I don't disagree with that i was going to say that's the same boring thing. answer basically yeah i know i i don't disagree with that i think it yeah. would be a situation where money is getting pulled out they're losing tv deals well what are we gonna do to pop things it's not gonna hey let's let's really take a look in the mirror. On what's going on <laughs> I should and, change everything and I've been the doing for the Long term years. reasons why yeah. fans are leaving, viewership is down, all that kind of stuff. I think things will change once he's gone and he's either dead or
2: he's retired. Um, I mean there there's the possibility the XFL might end up taking so much of his time that he'll delegate more this year. That was one of my predictions, but I wasn't very i w I'm not very confident in that happening. I'm really not um so anyways uh let's move on to the next one this is sort of sort of fits in with what Chris christopher's yeah, yeah. getting at here it's from Gion halili let's see what he has to say
1: hey there friendos this is jacksonville's number one matt chatter Gion halili back with another match at question this week what i want to know uh with aew's storyline with the elite now uh, the elite trying to get back on top um you know that's possibly the company realizing oh We need to put those guys back where they belong because people love them um what's what's the wwe gotta realize in that same sense you know like uh is it the creative is it um having representation for the right storylines you know like what punk said uh i don't know you guys have a discussion what's a realization wwe needs to have that aew just had uh yeah later guys thank you
3: jacksonville's number one thank you Gion. Uh, Where to start uh, First and foremost in my mind I think is, is long term Planning and follow through Let's say you have to write A year and a half worth of television Stick to it uh, To the every little bit of minutia you plan out But you should have overarching themes Goals Stories you want to tell On the macro level Planned out uh, Roughly beat for beat Over the span of You know 6-12 months For at least your major storylines um, because far too often we see a storyline brought up, dropped, changed, uh, 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 a superstar mutated, and then stopped. Immediately. Yeah, then disappearing from TV for months on end. Um, it, it, it's, it's all got a very ad hoc feel, like stuff just cobbled together the last minute. Because seemingly a lot of times stuff is just cobbled together the last minute. Ad hoc is a great phrase. Um, it, we need more. I, and granted i don't watch New Japan enough, but what I enjoy is I'm we're walking the Wrestle King tomorrow. I don't need to know the the, the, the minute details of every storyline going in. I know why this Wrestle King is important for Tetsuya Naito on several levels. Um, uh, same with uh, 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 Jay White because he's good. Like there's so many just like macro storylines they have built up over the years that walking into this, I don't need to know a whole lot. I don't feel like about what's going on what had been going on the months in advance. Yeah, I just know on the large scale why these individual matches I know why it'd be hugely important for Tetsy and Naito to end night two with holding on those titles. Yeah it'd but, be okay, Here's
2: the counter to that though. Like it's a different it's that's a they, they format it
3: differently. Oh totally 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 I
2: understand that. Like it's 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 like I do wonder how and here here's my thing is that again I don't know. I look at I look at NXT as more the template as to why because it is it's weekly TV And New Japan doesn't do weekly TV. Like, they have shows, like, all throughout the month. Mm -hmm. But, like, they do things so that you can keep track because the, the big beats happen every couple months. If WWE did beats every couple months, they would be sunk. They would, they, would, they would be – you can't do that because you're. then you're just treading water for ages because you have weekly TV. You have to keep compelling.
3: A lot, I mean, a lot of times I feel like there's treading water on a weekly basis because they don't want to jam – SmackDown treads water all the because time. Because they don't want to jam in huge story beats on a weekly basis. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, well with he, New Japan, you just mm-hmm. don't have weekly TV. But well, here's the thing, too, on, on main roster stuff is how many – I mean, granted, it happens – B level pay per views. There'd be some good matches
0: mm-hmm.
3: from a storyline perspective. They're largely inconsequential. A lot of them storyline wise feel like glorified episodes of Raw or SmackDown yeah, because we're so conditioned can. to view pay per views as places where stories are dramatically advanced or blown off, and that doesn't happen on a, on a regular enough basis where we yeah. feel like, oh, this has got to be the blow off, and there's a rematch on Raw the night after. Yeah, you know. I still, I just, I look at, I look at NXT, and I'm like, man.
2: Like this is sort of how it should be done. And and that's why I'm like, I, I, I really do it, it'll be it would be very interesting to see. If Triple H were to get his hands on main roster and Vince was out of the way and Triple H was the last word, it'd be interesting to see what that would look like. You know, I'm not sure it'd be like all that different, but I think I, know, it, I don't, I don't think, think it'd be might. a
3: massive sea change. I think you would, we would probably just see some of the. I think the payoffs
2: would probably be a lot better. The than broader are.
3: issues addressed. I don't yeah. think, that's, I think it would be in the minor details.
2: Um, I just here's my thing because I don't know. Again, I do kind of think that the problems are a bit overblown. I think that there there needs to be. I think the only realization that really needs one of the realizations, one of the main ones is stop doing stuff just to spite the fans. Like if stuff gets, if, if when Vince believes he's the end all be all and he knows what's best as opposed to listening to the fans, then that's kind that's, that's a problem. It is a huge problem. I'm not huge on that mm-hmm. when he's like, Oh, these people think it's like, and just the antiquated humor. Like, I don't know. There are all sorts of different takes on the Liv Morgan Lana stuff. And I understood a lot of them. I didn't agree with a lot of them. I think that's like, I don't know. There there were some that I just thought were like, some takes that were just an absolute reach um, in terms of how heavy some people were playing that out to be. I, I thought it was just juvenile humor from Vince McMahon. That's a bit out of, that's well, I, that's quite I, out of touch with what today. I
3: think history has taught us to interpret.
2: Sure, absolutely, yeah, 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 completely. Um, but uh, but at the same time, I do think there's a lot of there's a lot of horrible responses to it as well. Uh, it's just, you know, and on top of that, like it's it, a lot of it's validated by the fact that Raw had its best ratings in three months. And uh, the YouTube numbers, once again, were just off the charts huge. And the crowd was really into it at the time. Um, so. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I just think that, if it, you know, I, I don't like when stuff is done just despite the fans. And I, I think that's where like some like if you want to get to the details, some of Lana's presentation, like in terms of her droning on and on, I think is done specifically to annoy the fans. Yeah, I think. And it's well, not done in like, a, oh, hey, this is this is a good way to like get your character to be not liked. It's let's do this because it's a grating noise. Yeah. You
3: know? and I, I think Vince uh, sees those as one of the same.
0: We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. You can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
2: Next Uh, up, Cult of False Realities has a question. Uh, Let's see what he has to say.
1: What's going on, Stephen Larson? It's your boy, Cult of False Realities, back with another Matt Chat question. And for my Matt Chat question... We're handing out another award. Now, I know we've been doing awards for different people and different moments, shocking moments, stuff like that. But I think it's an award that we're forgetting. And I'm going to call it the Mick Foley Award. Who is the new or next Mick Foley of this generation and of the last decade? And what I mean by that is who was someone that people that, I guess, basically in the back they didn't see as this Big huge person, but when they put him out, put him or her out there, they performed at an extreme level when they were a heel. You know, they got the heel heat when they were a face. People popped for them. You know, who, who needs who deserves this award and who just deserves to be seen more in this new decade? I need a I want a female and a male talent, too sweet, a hearty handshake. Thanks, guys, and please don't make it obvious. Go out of the go out of the norm with this, please. Thank you. Thank you. Cult the false
2: realities. All right, man. So uh, I know he said no boring answers, but I don't. I don't think there's like I don't think there are answers that are like so out of left field. I'm gonna go with these ones. Although yours is kind of yours are kind of interesting. I'm interested to hear what you have to say about that. Um, oh, and now you're changing one. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna say Darby Allen. I think he's already kind of like getting there with AEW. Yeah, like he's the kind of guy who obviously. I mean, if you look at Foley, what did he do? He put his body on the line um, in a very reckless manner. Uh, it was like controlled recklessness. Um, well, some points not. <laughs> at some points not. Yeah, uh, and there was a there was a sincerity. And uh, he seemed genuine, yeah. fully did. And Darby Allen comes off that way as well. He seems like a genuine, even though, even though the theatrics are all there mm-hmm. and he's got that goth thing going for him, yeah. whatever that is. Um, it's under all the, but he seems like he seen, there's something very genuine about that as well. It's it's bizarre. Um, and the fans have really, really super connected with the guy. Um and so I'm going to say he's easily like a, a another Foley type. And then here's one that's sort of out of the realm is uh, is Nyla Rose. If I were to go with a woman, um, I'd say because everything she does is all the crap she has to put up with, number one, on social media. She's had a lot of ugly things thrown her way. Um, and the fact that she, she still goes out there uh, and, and performs to the level that she does, mm-hmm. uh, I think is, is really fun to watch mm-hmm. and it's a very unique character and, uh, and I don't know. I think that the people, uh, I think that the people are really behind her. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. So those are my answers.
3: Uh, when I think of Foley, I think of someone who, uh, uh, worked a lot recklessly or, uh, with some measure of control debate. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, more 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 or less though, is a guy who worked and worked and worked and worked and worked, and thanks to his own work ethic, the bond he forged with the fans, and a little bit of luck, got to the top. Mm-hmm. And I think Tomohiro Ishi has all those things. He doesn't have that. He just hasn't had that little bit of luck to get to the very top. I yet. guess so, Yeah. Because um, I, you know, he's been like a, 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 a never open weight champion. I didn't think he's won the IC belt. In yeah. New Japan. Yeah. Um. Dude puts on incredible matches. He takes he 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 doles out some good beatings, but man, he gets his butt kicked a lot. He takes a whooping. He's not the largest guy. Yeah. Um. But man, people love him because he goes out there and he performs at the, at a high caliber every single time. Yeah. Um. And I think that's what Foley was all about—just going out there performing and putting his body on the line to put some smiles on the fans' faces. And I think Ishii does that. Uh. Uh, On the women's side, I got Mercedes Martinez here. She's a veteran. Um, Again, someone who's, who's, you know, she's done some work for WWE, was in one of the battle royals for AEW, has yet to get a prolonged spotlight on a large platform, Mm -hmm. and I think that'd be great because she's really good. Yeah. She's really good.
2: Yeah, I agree. Good stuff.
3: Those are my answers. Next question from Stephen M. Hey, friendos, with the recent um, wedding segment, made me think what other like cheesy segments from the past should we bring back, like and what sort of match type should we bring back, like say buried alive and et cetera and et cetera. Just let us know. Too good me, brother. Thank you, Stephen M. Thank you, Stephen M. Alright, I'm getting I'm going way back. Alright, take this back to the uh, mid nineties. Okay. The Huckster and the Nacho Man. Yeah man. Of course now with AEW a thing. Uh the man formerly known as Dean Ambrose, now John Moxley, uh, going from WWE to AEW. How about John Boxley? Okay, sure. Because that's one of his things. Everybody's always trying to put him in a box. Oh, yeah, they're trying to put him in a box. Trying to put him in a box. So John, John Boxley. Boxley. Okay, good. And then I don't know some really terrible t- uh, pun for uh, Ty Dillinger or Sean oh, Spears' wow. names. Yeah. Um, so WWE would produce these skits
2: where they're making fun petty, of people who, yeah. Petty. Yeah. Just really petty. That's good. Maybe they'll do like a like a mock podcast. Yeah, there you, you know, go. Where he's airing his grievances. There you go. And they're all very silly. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they tried to give me $5 million, but uh, I was like, no, I don't want to do that. They were trying to get me my own bus. Yeah. Prime rib every meal. I said, no. Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, so I'm going to say, let's bring back GTV. I think, dude, we're living in a time right now when GTV has become real. kind of has. And what better way? And so, like, you can make fun of it. Yeah. Uh, You know, you sort of make fun of the Hogan thing. It's like he apologized, not for the things he said, but getting caught. And so, like, you know, there are cameras everywhere. I think that GTV is the perfect thing to bring back. Plus, on top of that, we never figured out who it was going to be. Like, there was a rumor that it was Goldust. That makes sense. Uh, And now WWE can bring that back because, like, hey, Goldust is over there. Yeah. So we can say it's not Goldust. We can allude to it. You know now, what better maybe gimmick change for Mojo Raleigh than the guy behind GTV? You know he's, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You want Mojo to be the, the mastermind yeah. of that? Huh? Why not? All right, why fine. not? You know how how about this? This is what he, he's got the broken mirror thing. Yeah, well bro- he's forcing everybody to look at themselves. There you go. As There's if through a mirror.
3: There's the metaphor. The show their truth selves. Sure. Uh, Last video question from Rich. Take it away, Rich. Oh, and Chase, too. And Chase, yeah.
1: Hey, friendos. The Nascent Bunch here with a three-part question, because that's how we do things. Chase is first. What's your favorite wrestler in WWE? Who's your favorite woman's wrestler? And if you and Larson were going to Del Taco or something to do a food review, which uh, entrance theme would you openly blast in your car with the windows down? And if it has lyrics, you would sing along to it? Kind of a weird question, but we can't think of anything. So let us know, friendos.
2: (laughs) Do you get me, brother? Thank you, Rich Nason family. Thank you very much. All right. So you go first. My favorite wrestler, Chase, is uh, right now probably my favorite wrestler to watch is Kevin Owens. I'm delighted they brought him up as like the top face on Raw. I think that the odds of the fans turning on him are pretty slim. Um, I think he's really, really good. He's very relatable. Um, and so I would say Kevin Owens is probably my favorite wrestler right now in the WWE.
3: I'm going to say Big E. Yeah, that's a good answer. Uh, wildly entertaining, uh, part of New Day, great tag team. He, he who uh, Kofi said recently that, that he has, Big E has all the ingredients to be a world champion. I've yeah, been saying does. that for years. Oh yeah, man. Um, he's a good wrestler, great on the mic, uh, uh, and, and hearing him talk on the new day podcast, the sincerity that the, cause he, he, he went into the pro wrestling uh, field, not having a passion for the industry mm-hmm. and uh, beforehand, but now he does, Yeah, and, you know, through doing the work from being in, in and he said, there's like all of them say this, all, all members of new day, there's nothing like being out in front of a crowd performing, getting that response. Yeah. Um, and hearing him on that show, uh, at least once an episode, I always listen to that at the gym, at least once an episode, he says something that makes me laugh out loud. In the middle of the gym and at first I was like oh I can't do this I don't care anymore hmm I'm fine just laughing yeah loudly at the gym because Biggie says something wildly funny nice uh, dudes just entertaining uh,
2: favorite uh, my uh, we have the same answer for our favorite woman in the WWE right now it's
3: Oscar, Oscar totally
2: she's just absolutely terrific mm-hmm. I can't get enough of her she's terrific mm-hmm. uh, which WWE wrestlers theme would you blast on the drive to Barstow del Taco man like the only wrestler wrestling theme song that's actually on my playlist right now is Alistair Black's theme mm-hmm. song it's just, this is
3: that's a terrific freaking song i just get me jacked every time I guess it could be, you know, listening to that, you can think to yourself, no man is ever truly good. Yeah. No man is ever truly evil. Yeah, true. And that could be how you kind of feel about yourself pulling up to Del Taco to get some really good food, knowing so well it's not that good for you. Yeah, the food is good, but it is evil. Yeah, well, it's not evil. It's it's not good for your system, probably. It's evil. Uh, At first, I thought Undisputed Era, because then I could be like one of them, drive around in my car listening to my theme song all the time. Uh, But then I thought, no... I want to feel good about myself going up to Del Taco. Okay. Knowing I'm going to put something not too good in me, even though it's delicious. I'm going to go with Shawn Michaels theme song. Oh, good. Okay. Because so I can pull up. I can feel great about myself. Um, and then I can eat that food and put it back on. And whatever, you know, like self-loathing I have for eating that many calories in one sitting. Well, here's the thing about will Del will be Taco. extinguished yeah. by listening to Shawn Michaels.
2: They also Thanks. have a very affordable menu. And so you could walk up. You could drive up, you know, knowing that you're still going to have money. After you've spent your money there and you can play the million dollar man. There themes. you go. Money, 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 money. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Give me 18 tacos. Uh, next we have a text question from howdly doodly champ. And this question comes from him via going in raw league A champ Arma. Uh, and they say rebook the Lana Lashley wedding. They said, you guys could add in more Coke spots, more lovers, and definitely more Rusev
3: fish. So, so he wants kind of an amalgam, apparently, of the,
2: the Dolph-Rusev storyline with the current one. So this is what I'm thinking. This is what we do. Or this is, this is maybe I'm just top top of my head. So they go up there. Everything's the same. They start to do their vows. Lights go down. On the Tron, you get GTV All that right. I spoke of earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it is hidden cam of them having the sex. But Lashley has a hard time performing. So their immediate, uh, there's some humiliation there. There's sex humiliation. Uh, and then the crowd's all ha laughing at Lashley. He feels bad because he can't perform in the bed.
3: And then he, that's been publicly exposed.
2: That's yes. been publicly exposed. And then... Uh, and then it's just Rusev, he's in the production truck doing that. He says, oh, I put cameras so, in there. So
3: is Rusev in, in league with Mojo for GTV?
2: Yeah, yeah. But then Mojo turns it around, and then he sees some previous sex footage of Rusev and Lana, and he can't perform any any either. And it turns out that Lana... This all
3: sounds like Mojo trying to blackmail wrestlers with having footage <laughs> yeah. of that be able to perform it's sexually. very 2020.
2: Uh, but then it turns out that Lana actually has radioactive insides... And so, like any man near her, it's it's ironic because she's so beautiful and sexually attractive, but her radioactivity makes men not be able to perform. You can't, you can't do it, you can't do it. And then, but but we've seen it all at that point. We've seen all the all the clothes off. Yeah. Of everybody. Wow. So top that one. I can't. But then the one man who can is Drake Maverick, ironically. Okay. He's like, I'm so pent up that my pent upness uh, overwhelms the, overwhelms the, radio- the radioactivity. radioactivity. So the one true man for Lana is little tiny Drake Maverick. There you go. And she's like, Well, it's small, but it works. So I'll take what I can get. Very well. And then Liv Morgan's
3: in there too. We've seen it all. <laughs> uh, it says, P.S. <laughs> Pettle debate in the Discord who had a better decade, Matt Hardy or Jushin Thunder Liger? Well, Matt Hardy. Because he's you know he did a lot of stuff. He's broken. I'm of, not familiar like, enough with team. what Liger did during this decade. I know he's pretty
2: sure he just did the same thing that we've seen the you know on shows. Like, did he win? Any, he didn't win any titles. I don't know.
3: Well, some, uh he might have. Like what the six man or the junior heavyweight title, the junior heavyweight championship. Think so maybe I don't know. I'm gonna look. I mean, you you'd think Matt Hardy because. Uh, of the broken stuff. Uh, I, and I, yeah. I guess you can make the case that the he highs, was a tag team champion. Well, the highs that Matt Hardy achieved would probably be higher than Liger's highs. Yeah, sure. So if you use that as your basis, then you could say, yeah, I mean, what lows has Matt Hardy had? I'm um, sure he had some pretty low lows at the beginning of the decade.
2: Like Liger's been on like a three year retirement tour. Matt Hardy here. keeps on talking about like the lake of reincarnation. Like he just he keeps on going, man. He still looks great, still wrestling.
3: All right, Liger never won. He hasn't won the junior heavyweight championship since 1999.
2: I'm trying to think of a negative from no, that nitro. Has Matt Hardy been arrested this decade? Uh, this past decade, rather, may, I, uh,
3: maybe, maybe. I won't say with certain. I know he had some. It wasn't all smooth sailing. So he left. He has a lovely wife, lovely
2: family. I believe all of his children are under 10, so they were all born this decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, He and Rebby got
3: married in 2013. He played himself in a
2: film, Pro Wrestler vs. Zombies. That's a big, big deal. Uh, yeah, married, another kid, second kid, third kid. Just a killer, killer decade for Matt Hardy. Everything's
3: gone great. He was a, a TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah.
2: He returned to his old backyard promotion, Omega. Yeah.
3: He's been Ring of Honor.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's not been a great decade for Jeff Hardy necessarily. Although yeah. I guess it, you know it's, it's had higher. It's got a lot of ups and downs. But Matt's been.
3: Yeah, he's had he's had a good decade.
2: Pretty good decade. Jushin Liger, good decade. But how is it better than Matt Hardy's?
3: Yeah. You know. yeah. 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 It's right. to give the edge to Matt Hardy, I guess. Well, maybe
2: Jushin and Liger will win that New Japan Rumble and go out on a high note.
3: He's not in the New Japan Rumble. He's got he's got a Match Night 1 and a Match Night 2. I really want there to be a New Japan Rumble. Well, we're we're going to do our, our Wrestle Kingdom predictions here after this. We'll find out. Are we, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right.
2: Thanks everybody. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Hit that like button. Smash it. Ooh.